you're listening to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania each weekday at 9am and for those listening in Tasmania you can catch us again at 4.30pm each weekday as well and also you can listen um, through the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website where you can also catch up on the previous episodes that we've done um, today we have Rako joining us, Rako Chilets and um, he's joining us from Brani and Draco will be continuing with this series titled 3MJ, where the 3M stand for movement, message, and mission, and J standing for Jesus. Welcome, Draco. How are you today? Yeah, good. Thank you, Tabitha. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How's your week been so far? Yeah, it's been good. Thank you. It's nice to... Um, we've had a warm weather this week, and uh, it's nice to get the summer clothes out and... Uh, no, wears, not have to wear many layers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually been really nice for the last week and a half. Not really any rain, and it's been a lot of sunshine. Yeah, it's awesome. The best moments in Tasmania. And, uh, okay, Rako, I have a question for you. <laughs> what is the most embarrassing moment you've had? <laughs> mm, the most embarrassing moment? There, There is one... Um, experience that comes to my mind uh, I grew up in Sydney and the train system is really big in Sydney and I remember I was a teenager I was about 16 or 17 years of age I was traveling on the public transport with my best friend and uh, I remember there was a woman that sat there she would have been older than us probably in her 20s and my best friend and I, we, we do speak uh, another language, uh, Yugoslav or Slavic. Uh, uh, he comes from a Croatian background. I come from a Serbian background. And so we were talking in our language and we were talking about this one beautiful girl we saw in the train. <laughs> and we were saying things like typical teenage boys mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, we were saying how she's nice and we were using other words. And then we got off uh, at the train station at Parramatta Station. And I'll never forget, she came to the door um, as she saw us. And then she said, Dovijenia, which means in our language, goodbye. Mm-hmm. And she just smiled at us. And we were so embarrassed because she understood the whole conversation that we shared oh, about her. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, yeah, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, so that's one of the experiences that I recall that was quite embarrassing for me. <laughs> um, I'm usually the kind of person who, like, you know, I think I get embarrassed so many times that I'm sort of used to it. And, yep. yeah, unfortunately, I don't remember um, embar- my embarrassing moments. But I encourage our listeners, um, if if you'd like to share the most embarrassing moment you've had in your life, um, please text us on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and um, you can also text any questions, any comments, and any feedback that you may have. And I also have another question for listeners. Um, please text us how you learned or heard of Faith FM and what you enjoy most about Faith FM, um, about Tazi Encounter Show. Um, send us your responses to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Did you want to give a recap of last week, Rachel? Uh Last time we spoke spoke about the washing of feet, and we saw that Jesus watch, washed each one of the disciples' feet, 
and really we stress the points of service and especially humility. It is a time for humility and it's also preparatory for what is known as the Passover meal and especially then the Lord's Supper. Mm-hmm. And today we're going to be talking about uh, the Passover meal and also especially talking about the Lord's Supper and uh, we're going to try and get some applications and learn from this. And this all took place in what is known as the upper room. Mm. And there were many things that Jesus said and did in the upper room. It just amazes me. It was on a Friday night, mm-hmm. or I should say Friday evening. Um, but our understanding, it is uh, Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, Thursday night. But biblically, it's Friday because the day begins when the sun sets. And so we're going to be looking at the Passover meal and the Lord's Supper. And the Passover meal, uh, you find this in Matthew 26, Mark 14, and Luke chapter 22. And we're going to be reading a few of these Bible verses. And then the Lord's Supper in Matthew 26, Mark 14, Luke 22, and John 13. And before we begin, uh, can you please pray for us, Tabitha? Sure. Um, Father, we thank you for this day. Um, we thank you for the gift of life and your blessings in our lives. Um, and we thank you for Rako. Um, thank you for being with him and giving him strength and wisdom to share your word. And I pray, I pray that as he is going to share your message mm-hmm. this morning, that you may bless him and may your spirit move him. May you speak through him. And uh, as we listen to your word, may you help us to um, act upon it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So let's open our Bibles to Matthew chapter 26, mm-hmm. and we're going to read verses 20 to 25, but I want you to just begin with verse 20, please. So please read that first, Tabitha. Sure. Um, this title is Jesus Celebrates Passover with His Disciples. Um, when evening ha- had come, He sat down with the twelve. Thank you. <laughs> Very short, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but here you have. This is now the Passover meal. The foot washing t- been, uh, has taken place, and it, it says here that he sat down with the twelve. Mm. I want you to think about that. And usually, when we talk about uh, the Lord's Supper, we're going to eventually talk about eventually the Lord's Supper. We're talking about the communion service. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says here that Jesus sat down. Uh, This word sat in the Greek can mean to recline or lean or to lie. You're sitting like in the couch and you're leaning back. Now, this is very interesting. Uh, Tabitha, you come from the continent of Africa, from Kenya. Mm -hmm. And when you guys partake of the communion service, do you guys sit down? Yes, we do. That's interesting because uh, I come from a European background. Mm-hmm. Even though I grew up in Australia, I grew up uh, in Sydney, I went to an ethnic church. Mm-hmm. When we partake of the communion, we do not sit down. Mm. We actually stand. The whole and, time. Yeah, the whole time partaking uh, of the bread and the wine. And those who do not partake, they sit down. Mm-hmm. And this is a cultural thing. And this is interesting because I've listened to a man by the name of Raoul Dederen. He's a Seventh-day Adventist pastor. And this is going back in the 1960s. And he received a call to go as a missionary to the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was sent by the General Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And so he gets sent to Andrews University. Uh, and part of his job was to 
teach, educate some of his colleagues how they do things uh, in Europe in terms of the church and some of the culture. And uh, I'll never forget, as I was listening to him, he shares the story. He was at Pioneer Memorial uh, Church. This is at Andrews University, which is our flagship university in the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's attending communion with his wife. And all of a sudden, his wife uh, said, uh, are we planning to take the bread and the wine, which is the grape juice, by sitting down? Mm-hmm. Um, and his wife said to him in French, Rao, I will never take the Lord's Supper sitting. I need to honor the Lord. I need to stand up. Mm. And then Rao, mm. he said to her, Darling, would it help you if you knew that the disciples took it in the upper room lying down? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So I share that because, you know, there's culture involved sometimes. Mm -hmm. And here we see that they were actually lying down and partaking of the Passover meal and later on the Lord's Supper. Mm -hmm. So let's read verse 21, please. Now, as they were eating, he said, Assuredly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. Mm. It says here, now while they were eating. And the question is, what were they eating? Obviously, we know from last time, they're eating the Passover lamb. The lamb was killed. Uh, We also know, according to Jewish tradition, that you would have unleavened bread, bitter, herbs, and sauce. And they would also drink grape juice. And this was unfermented drink. But I want to share something which is not in the Bible. This is a background of the Passover meal according to the Talmud, the Talmud are the Jewish writings. Um, it was a ritual and it comprised of several things. And I'm, I'm going to need to read this. Uh, I think I'm going to read about four points or five points and then we're going to have a break. Mm-hmm. So the first point was the head of the family. So just keep this in mind. They all come together for, for the Passover meal. Mm-hmm. The first point is the head of the family or group celebrating the supper together mixed the first cup of wine, which is grape juice, and passed it to the others, pronouncing a blessing upon the day and upon the wine Hmm. number two he then performed a ritual washing of his hands now that's interesting we know that Jesus washed the feet Hmm. that's interesting number three the table was then spread foods served at the Pascal meal consisted of the Pascal lamb The unleavened bread, the bitter herbs, lettuce, and other vegetables, and a relish relish sauce called charoseth. And this sauce, charoseth, it was made of almonds, dates, figs, raisins, spice, and vinegar. Mm. At this stage, some of the vegetables were eaten as an appetizer, but the Passover lamb was not eaten yet. Okay, so there's other points. We're going to get into the fourth point. There's eight, but I see that it's time for our break. Sure. And um, just to remind our listeners of the listener question, um, how did you learn, how did you hear about Faith FM and uh, what do you enjoy most about the show? Um, text us your responses to 0488-880891 and we'll be able to share those with um, on air. Um, our first song is Old Rugged Cross by John Cunningham. On an old rugged cross On a hill long ago 
hung one without guilt, without blame, and for salvation of souls, for the sins of the world. That's why my Savior was slain. Won't you look to the old rugged cross and see Jesus and confess His name and say, Father, forgive me. I know that I'm lost. You'll be found. That old rugged cross. And from that old rugged cross, he was laid in the tomb. But death over him had. No claim. For Jesus was raised, so that all might be saved. Believe and break free from sin's chains. Won't you look to the old rugged cross? See Jesus, confess His name, and say, Father, forgive me. I know that I'm lost. You'll be found at that old rugged cross. Cross 
Jesus and confess his name and say Father forgive me I know that I'm lost you'll be found at that old rugged cross just lay your burden at the foot of that That is Old Rugged Cross by Josh Cunningham. And you're listening to Taz Encounters um, with Rako Chalets. And Rako is talking about um, the Last Supper. And uh, in the previous section, Rako, you shared um, the eating of the Last Supper and um, the Passover lamb. Um, what do you have for us in this section? So last time I began, before we went for the break, according to the Talmud, the Jewish writings, what they would do during the Passover meal. And just to quickly mention that again, uh, there were, there's eight points, and I've only touched on the first three points. The first point was that you would have the cup of the wine, it would be passed around uh, to others, and there was a blessing upon the day and upon the wine. And then number two, he, uh, he would then perform, this is the person of the household, he would then perform a ritual washing his hands. Then number three, we see that the table was spread. There was different uh, foods. You had the Pascal lamb. You had the vegetables. You had the sauce. And vegetables were eaten during this time as an appetizer. But the Passover lamb was not eaten yet. Then we come to number four. A second cup of wine or grape juice was then passed around the circle and the head of the family explained the meaning of the Passover. So he would remind them of what happened back then in the time of Moses in the story of the Exodus and how God um, led the children of Israel and eventually they crossed the Red Sea. Then number five comes along and it's the first part of the Passover Hallel. Now I'm sure you don't know what the word Hallel is in Hebrew. It simply means a prayer. And it consisted of Psalms 113 and 114 was sung. And this was known as the first Jewish uh, prayer. And I know, Tabitha, you have Psalms 113 open there. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're not going to read everything, Mm -hmm. but this was done during the Passover meal, before the Passover lamb was eaten. So let's just read verses uh, 1 and 2 from Psalms 113. Praise the Lord. Praise all servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. And then it says in verse 3, From the rising of the sun to its going down, the Lord's name is to be what? Praised. Praised. Notice in the beginning it begins talking about praising the Lord, praising the Lord. And then... Can you finish off uh, the last Bible verse in uh, Psalms 113 and verse 9? Can you please read that? He grants the barren woman a home like a joyful mother of children. Praise the Lord. I got you to read that because in the beginning of the Psalms, it talks about praise the Lord. And at the end, praise the pra- Lord. Praise the Lord, right? Yeah. Why not praise the Lord? He, he's, he's delivered the children of Israel from the hand of Pharaoh. Pharaoh has the characteristics of Satan. And then we come to um, 
Psalms 114, and I will read verse 1. It says, When Israel went out of Egypt, the house of Jacob from a people of strange language, Judah became his sanctuary. The sanctuary teaches us the plan of salvation. And uh, we then come to point number six that I want to share. So I've already shared five points. And point number six, it says this, the participants then ate of the Passover meal. So remember, they've just praised the Lord. They've sang Psalms 113, Psalms 114. And then the participants then ate of the Passover meal. Mm -hmm. The head of the family gave thanks for and broke the unleavened cakes and distributed a portion to each guest. Portions of the Pascal lamb were then eaten. And then number seven came comes along, point number seven. The third cup of wine was passed, and the benediction over the meal was pronounced. And then, last of all, point number eight, a fourth cup of wine was passed, after which all united in the second part of the Hallel, or Jewish prayer. And this consisted of Psalms 115 to 118. And so I want to read some of these Bible verses uh, between Psalms 115 to 118. So in Psalms chapter 115, can you please read verse 8, 9, and 10, please? Sure. Um, Those who make them are like them. So is everyone who trusts in them. O Israel, trust in the Lord, he's their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord, he's their help and their shield. Notice here it's talking about trust, trusting in the Lord, and that he is your help, he is your shield. It's like it gets repeated twice. Mm-hmm. And then in verse 11, you who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord, he is their help and their shield. It's like verse 9, 10, 11, you see this, trust help shield trust help shield trust help shield and then we come to verse 12 can you please read verse 12 for us the lord has been mindful of us he will bless us he will bless the house of israel he will bless the house of aaron and then verse 13 he will bless those who fear the lord both small and great do you see the point about he will bless us bless us bless us Mm. and then in verse 17 it says uh, the dead do not praise the lord They can't. They're dead. Mm. Nor any who go down into silence. That means in the grave. And can you read uh, Psalms 116, uh, sorry, 115 and verse 18? Um, That's the last verse. But we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. There's that phrase again. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord, right? Similar. And yeah. similar. And then we won't read everything in Psalms 116, but remember, this is being mentioned at the end of the Passover meal. So Psalms 116 and verse 13. Can you please read that? I will take up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. <laughs> Notice it talks about the cup of salvation. And during the Passover meal, they used a cup and inside they had grape juice. And then, please read verse 19 of the same chapter, Psalms 116, verse 19. That's the last verse. Um, in the courts of the Lord's house, in the midst, midst of you, O Jerusalem, praise the Lord. Again, it's saying, praise the Lord. Okay, so you're seeing this theme, there's this praising of Lord, and then Psalms 117 is a very short psalm. Can you read verse 1 and 2? Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Loud him, all you peoples, for his merciful kindness is great towards us, and the truth of the Lord endures endures forever. Praise the Lord. 
There you go. He in the beginning of this psalm, at the end, it mentions praise the Lord. And then we come to Psalms 118. And in the beginning there, in verse 1, it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. Mm. And then I want to point out verse 8. Can you please read verse 8 for us? It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in a man. You know, people have said that out of, I think there's 31,102 Bible verses, we can always check it up later on Google, but they say that this is the very center Bible verse uh, of the Bible. You know, it's better to trust in the Lord. And earlier, uh, we saw in Psalms 115, it talks about trusting in the Lord. And so, it's better to trust in the Lord to put, than to put confidence in man. Uh, Gandhi said that when I look at Christ, I want to become a Christian. But when I look at man or Christians, I want to remain where I am. His problem was that he was looking at man and not looking at God. Mm. Man will disappoint you, but God will never disappoint you. You can trust in Him. Mm-hmm. And then we come to verse 27. Please read verse 27. Um, God is the Lord, and He has given us light. Bind this sacrifice with cords of the, to the horns of the altar. Now, this reminds us of the altar of sacrifice in the sanctuary. And on the four corners of the altar of sacrifice, or this brazen altar, it had four horns. Mm. And in the Bible, a horn can represent a kingdom or a nation or a power, but it can also represent strength and salvation. And you had the sacrifice, it was bound to the four corners. And uh, with this altar of sacrifice, there was also a great. So the lamb would be placed on there, the sacrifice would be placed on there, the four corners representing the four corners of the globe, north, south, east, and west. And in a similar way, Jesus Christ was bound on the cross Mm. for you and me. Okay, Mm. really cool. And then in verse 28, it finishes off like this, Psalms 118. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, I will exalt you. And then verse 29 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. It's the same like verse 1 of Psalms 118. So the whole point is here. There were some eight points that you would go through the um, Passover meal. Okay, which we get from Jewish writings, but they would sing um, the Jewish prayer, the first part earlier on, Psalms 113, Psalms 114, but then it would finish off with Psalms 115 to Psalms 118. And what's interesting is when we read the Bible after the Lord's Supper, the Bible makes it very clear in Matthew 26, and I think, is it Luke 22, or Mark 14, I think, Mark 14, where it says, before they went out of the upper room, they sung a hymn, and then they went to the Mount of Olives. Mm. Um, we are about to go for a break, uh, but before that, uh, our book offer for today is uh, the book The Desire of Ages uh, by Ellen White, and uh, that is a very special book because it talks about the life of Jesus Christ and very related to um, what Draco is sharing today, and we'll give you the code and more information later on. Um, so now Draco is going to bless us with some singing. <laughs> Welcome, Raka. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Tabitha. Tabitha has actually forced me to <laughs> sing this song. And uh, this, is, this is my favorite hymn. It's Power in the Blood. And I think this is appropriate as we're talking about the Lord's uh, Supper, and especially as Jesus will talk about His blood, how it has been shed for many. Hmm. 
should be free from the burden of sin. There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you or evil a victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Would you be free from your passion and pride? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Calvary's time There's wonderful power In the blood There is power Power Wonder working power In the blood In the blood Of the Lamb Of the Lamb There is power Power Wonder working power In the precious blood Of the Lamb Would you do service For Jesus your King there's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you live daily his praises to sing? There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. That was Draco Chillage with Power in the Blood. Is it Power in the Blood? <laughs> uh, make a joyful noise to the Lord now. <laughs> Thank you so much, Draco, for that beautiful singing. I'm so sure our listeners have been blessed. Thank you so much for singing for us. And uh, you're listening to Taz Encounters with Draco and uh, who has just sung for us. And um, We'd like to remind our listeners to text us in, uh, text your responses on how you learned or how you get to know, you got to know about Faith FM and what you enjoy most about this show. Uh, we've had Freko texting in actually. He's saying, Go, bro, well done. Live music is a power <laughs> of its own. God bless. <laughs> See? <laughs> there is power in live music. <laughs> there is. Uh, um, well, where do we go from here, Raka? Let's let's go back to Matthew chapter twenty six. Uh, we've already had two sections, and <laughs> we have two more, and uh, there's still quite a bit to cover. Yep. And we read Matthew twenty six and verse twenty one, where it says, "Now as they were eating, he said, assuredly, or that can also be translated as verily or truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me." Um, this is interesting. One of you, and according to the record, this is. The first time Jesus clearly announced that one of the twelve was to be his betrayer. And also, in their narratives, Matthew and Mark reverse the order of the Lord's Supper and the identification of the betrayer. The account in Luke's account is more nearly in chronological order for Judas. Before he left the upper room, uh, he partook both of the bread and the wine as Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper. So Jesus is saying, one of you are going to betray me. And then can you please read Matthew chapter 26 and verse 22, please? Sure. And they were exceedingly sorrowful, and each of them began to say to him, Lord, is it I? 
Hmm. Sorrowful, they were having grief, they were troubled. Can you really picture this? Hmm. Um, another gospel book says, one by one, they began to say, Lord, is it I? Is it I? Is it I? And keep in mind, Judas was the last one who actually eventually asked, is it me? We know this because as we continue reading the Bible, he wasn't the first one to say, is it me? No, he was the last one as you continue reading. So let's read verse 23. He answered and said, he who dipped his hand with me in the dish will betray me. Mm. The dish here is a reference to that sauce called chagoseth um, with the unleavened bread. And we already see, we know that the betrayer is Judas. And we see that there are already statements in their progressive order. With the foot washing in regard to Judas, Jesus said, you are not all clean. And then number two, one of you will betray me. And number three, he who dipped his hand with me in the dish will betray me. Mm. Jesus is giving here a prophecy that's going to be soon fulfilled. Mm. Matthew 26 and verse 24. The Son of Man indeed goes just as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had not been born. Mm, Whoa, cursed. And verse 25, please. Then Judas, who was betraying him, answered and said, Rabbi, is it I? He said to him, you have said it. Wow. I want to notice something. Remember the disciples began to say, Lord, is it I? Mm. But Judas was the last one. And he didn't say, Lord, is it I? But rather he said what? Rabbi, teacher. Rabbi mm. or teacher, right? That's what rabbi means, teacher or master. It's is like there a... That, sorry. No, go ahead, Tabitha. It's like this, that disconnection from father, like you, you are, this, the disciples referred to Jesus as father, like they had that close connection. But then when someone is referring to, to you as a teacher, there's not that sort of close relationship. It's like you've disconnected. I like what you've said because, you know, I've never seen it before till I started preparing for this. And the name rabbi, is it a respectable title? It is. It is. Is the name Lord a respectable title? It is. It is. But is there a difference between the two? Mm. Definitely. You know, the word Lord in, in Greek is kurios, which means also God in the flesh. And rabbi is just teacher, so we see in some ways he didn't uh, acknowledge that point in this in 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 this in this narrative here. And we know according to John thirteen verse two that Satan had already put it in the heart of Judas. This is just before the foot washing to betray Jesus Christ. Later on, you read clearly how Satan had entered into him. I want to read this from Desire of Ages, page six hundred and fifty-four, with the most painful emotion. One after another inquired, Lord, is it I? Hmm. But Judas sat silent. John, this is the disciple John, in deep distress at last inquired, Lord, who is it? The disciples had searched one another's faces closely as they asked, Lord, is it I? They're looking at each other's faces. Who's the betrayer? And now the silence of Judas drew all eyes to him. Amid the confusion of questions and expressions of astonishment, Judas had not heard the words of Jesus' answer to John's question. But now, to escape the scrutiny of the disciples, he asked, as they had done, Master or Rabbi, is it I? Jesus solemnly replied, Thou hast said. And keep in mind, imagine you're a disciple and Jesus says, One of you will betray me. How would you feel when you would hear that? Probably yeah, troubled, as, yeah, mm, similar troubled to, mm. confused, 
startled, really? Mm. Hmm. We're not going to go to Mark's account, but Mark's account, Mark chapter 14, verse 17 to 21, about the Passover meal is very similar to uh, Matthew's account. Um, when we go to Luke's account, mm-hmm. um, it's also quite similar there as well. So we're going to just go straight to Matthew 26, and we're going to talk about the Lord's Supper that's been instituted. So let's go to Matthew 26 and verse 26, please. Can you read that for us? Um, the title is Jesus Institutes the Lord's Supper. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take it, this is my body. Here we see that Jesus is instituting the Lord's Supper. The word institution means to establish a law or a practice. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, he blessed, it says here that he blessed the bread. Okay? Or he blessed the unleavened bread. This word blessed is not like the other Greek word I've shared before, which is makarios, which means happy. But it's a different Greek word, uh, eulogeo, which means to bless or to give thanks or to invoke a benediction upon. Mm-hmm. We see here that there's a bit of structure, there's a bit of order, there's some steps involved. Step number one, Jesus took the bread. Hmm. Step number two, Jesus blessed or prayed over it. Hmm. Step number three, Jesus, after he prayed, he broke it with his hands. Step number four, he gave it to his disciples. And step number five, he then instructed them that they could eat or partake of it. Hmm. Now let's go to the next Bible verse. Then Verse he, 27. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> then he took the cup and gave thanks and um, gave it to them saying, Drink from it, all of you. Here we have the grape juice. It's not uh, fermented, it's unfermented. And this cup was used in the celebration of the Paschal Supper. So it contained grape juice. Um, here it says that there was thanks that were given. And I looked up the Greek word there. It's eucharisteo. And I don't know if the word eucharist, this is where people get the word eucharist from. I don't know. Maybe it is. I need to look at this. But we see that there are steps again given here. We see number one, Jesus took the cup. Number two, he gave thanks or prayed over it. Number three, he gave it to the disciples. Number four, he instructed them that they could drink or partake of it. Please read verse 28 now. For this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many of, for the remission of sins. Now let me ask you a question, Tabitha. The bread here, is it the literal body of Jesus Christ? No, it's not. It's the wine. Um, so the wine, is it the literal blood of Jesus Christ? It's not. It's not. Okay, so what is Jesus trying to teach here? Um, that he was, <laughs> okay, um, that he was about to shed, his blood was about to be shed. Right. So clearly the Bible says that the bread represents, or it's figurative of his body. Yeah. And we're not going to get time, but one of the other gospel books, I believe it's Luke chapter 22, it says, do this in remembrance of me. Mm. Right? So it's remembrance. And this is not the literal body of Christ or the literal blood of Jesus. After all, are we allowed to eat other human beings? (laughs) No. No. Uh, Human beings, they're unclean creatures. And also, uh, should we be even drinking blood? (laughs) 
The answer is no. So, I say this really seriously because there's some people out there who sometimes say, and it's interesting, just listen to the terminology. They say that uh, it is the literal body of Christ, but it has the odor of bread. It is the literal blood of Jesus, but it has the odor of wine or the taste of wine. Okay. And so that that's not biblical. Mm-hmm. And when we even look at First Corinthians chapter eleven, uh, the Lord's Supper, these are to do in remembrance of Christ. What He did on Calvary for us, His body was broken. Uh, he died on Calvary. He died on the cross, and also He shed blood for us. And I can see that our time is over, and we're going to have to go to a, a song. Sure. And um, just to remind our listeners. Uh, our book offer is uh, the book Desire of Ages, and uh, in this book, uh, it, this book is talking about the, the life of Jesus Christ, and uh, it presents the account of Jesus' life um, in a way that you feel like you're an eyewitness to what is being described. And through reading, from reading this book, you'll understand the true underlying significance of Christ's deeds and their bearing on your own life. I know we've been giving this book for a while now, but it's a very important and it's a very special book and um, it's very um, connected to what Draco has been sharing for the past uh, few weeks. So we'll give you the codes to claim that book later on after the break. Um, Our next song is How Deep the Father's Love by Chelsea Moon.
boasting anything No gifts, no power, no wisdom But I will boast in Jesus Christ His death and resurrection Why should I gain from His That's How Deep the Father's Love by Chelsea Moon. And you're listening to Taz Encounters with Raku Challenge. And before we went for break, I promised to give you the code um, to claim the book of, uh, which is the, desire, the book The Desire of Ages by Ellen White. And the code is 3MJ1. Um, text 3MJ1 to 048880891 and we'll be able to send that book to you. Um, Reiko, I understand we're in the final section of today's program. Um, what do you have for us before we finish off? Yeah, it's really gone very fast. And I want to talk a little bit about communion service. So if you attended a church, uh, a Seventh-day Adventist church, what to expect on a day when there is communion at church? Uh, the Adventist church does not practice communion every week. Uh, there's not a set rule in the Bible of how often to do it. Jesus said, you know, as often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. And uh, typically in the Adventist church, we do it uh, once a quarter, once every three months. And for someone who comes to church uh, for the first time, or they see Adventists do this, they might find this a little bit strange, weird. But I just want to share what a typical service would look like. Um, You would first have the church service, and in the church service, you would have a uh, a welcome, an announcement, an invocation song, a silent prayer. Then there would be an opening song or hymn, or usually in related to the cross. For example, uh, a song like Burdens Are Lifted at Calvary or The Old Rugged Cross. Uh, then there would be a time of offerings and tithe, a main prayer, a children's story, and then another song or hymn before the sermon. And then there would be a sermon in related to the uh, to the communion service. And usually it's a short sermonette, uh, maybe 15 to 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Uh, I know I've done longer ones, 40, 45. <laughs> That's just me. I've got, a, I've got a big problem. I have too much to say. And after that, people would separate for foot washing. And uh, customarily, you've got men uh, in a room or in a hall washing each other's feet, and you've got the woman uh, elsewhere in another room. And they're washing each other's feet, and at the end of the foot washing, actually before it, there's a prayer. Afterwards, there could be a prayer and a time of thanks. And then people come back to the church for a communion service. And there's uh, an opening song, and usually uh, when I 
do the communion service, I get people to sing song uh, entitled Jesus Invites His Saints. It's to the table. Then uh, after that is sung, there is a prayer for God's presence to grace the table. The deacons uncover the table. There's usually background music in the background. And when they uncover the table, they're uncovering uh, the tablecloths. Um, and it depends. Sometimes they'll just uncover the, the the whole table first and then later on the bread and then the wine or the grape juice. But sometimes they just uncover everything. So each church has its own culture. And then the person that's leading out, usually the pastor or the elder, he would share a Bible verse in relation to the sermon. And then he will usually read 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 23 and 24, which says this, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then one of the elders would say, If you're able, please kneel down. We'll pray over the bread. Excuse me. And then after that, the deacons would distribute the bread, the unleavened bread. There would be background music. And then 1 Corinthians 11 verse 24 would be read again. And then the person administering the communion service would say, okay, now you can partake of the bread. And then the bread is covered then or later on. And then you have the grape juice. And the similar format works, um, just like with the bread. There's also prayer over it. And there's Bible verses that are read, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 25 and 26. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. There's a prayer over it. Um, You have the distribution of the wine. And then you have the pastor or elder saying, now you can partake of it, um, the wine. And then the cups are collected. And then there are closing remarks. And usually when I do it... um, I actually, this is very fresh because I had communion service just last week on Sabbath or Saturday. And I remember I stood up and I shared with the people, I said, there is still remnants here of the bread. And there was about 24 pieces. And I said, look, there's 24 pieces left here and about 10 cups of of grape juice that is left. And I usually try to share with the people that there's still a world out there that needs Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, um, and then give some encouraging words, and usually uh, we sing song number, th- uh, a hymn number in the Adventist hymnal. It's uh, three hundred and thirty-seven, which is called "Redeemed," redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And then there's a prayer or a benediction, and sometimes you have pastors quoting from Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 26, where it says, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. When you read Desire of Ages, um, page 652, what you have is you have the Passover meal was replaced by the Lord's Supper. Okay, And the Lord's Supper is to be done until Jesus Christ comes back again. And in Matthew, <coughs> excuse me, in Matthew chapter 26 and verse 29, it says this, mm-hmm. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine. This is Jesus saying to the disciples from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. 
Mm-hmm. And this, this is in relation to the marriage supper of the Lamb that you find in Revelation chapter 19. And, and this passage of Scripture, especially the parallel account of it, which is found in Mark 14, verse 25, which says pretty much the same thing thing. It says, Assuredly, or verily, or truly, I say to you, I will no longer drink of the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. It really hit me um, before I left Canberra to come to Tasmania, when one of the last services I did there with the church in Quimbian, which was one of my churches, I just... you know, We just finished having the communion, and then I got up and prayed at the end, and this Bible verse really hit me. Wow, I'm not going to have the communion service anymore with my brothers and sisters here in in, in Quimbian um, uh, till we all drink it new in the kingdom of heaven and we're all together again. And then as you continue reading the Bible, it says there, and when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Mm. Wow. Thank you, Rako, for that part for sharing. And um, Thank you also for singing um, for us, and thank you, Freiko, for texting in, and for all the listeners who've tuned in. I hope that you've been blessed with Dracula's sharing. And um, for our book of, uh, I just want to remind us the code to claim that book. It's 3MJ1, and text 3MJ number 1, no space in between, to 048 um to get this book, The Desire of Ages, by Ellen White. I encourage our listeners, if you ha- don't have this book, it's a very special book. Uh, please send that 3MJ1 um, to get the book delivered to you. Um, mm. Rako, what is the next program? Uh, the next program will be on, we're going to be looking at Jesus being arrested, but also the Garden of Gethsemane experience comes before that. Mm, and I believe that is the last live program for the year. That will be the last live program for the year. Um, but we'll still have Tazi Encounters. We'll still have um, Faith FM programs broadcasting. So stay tuned. They'll still um, things to listen to. There'll be programs to listen to. And um, tomorrow we have um, Peter Watts continue with this series, Searching for Certainty. And uh, Peter will be talking about looking for paradise. Mm. So join Peter and Jason tomorrow to learn about um, looking for paradise. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we are going to finish off and uh, we thank our listeners for joining us and may you enjoy the rest of your day wherever you are and Raku is going to bless us with another song. Thank you Raku. May God continue blessing you <laughs> so you can keep singing <laughs> for us. Um, yeah, so welcome Raku. How I love to proclaim it Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb Redeemed through His infinite mercy His child and forever I am Redeemed, redeemed Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb Redeemed, redeemed His child and
His child and forever I am I know there's a crown that is waiting In yonder bright mansions for me And soon with the saints made perfect At home with the Lord I shall be Redeemed, redeemed Redeemed by the blood of the Lord His child forever I am. Wow, such a beautiful singing. Thank you so much, Raka. Thank you, Tabitha. And God bless.